So... It was a bear? In a hat! Podcasting all of Azeroth, this is World of Warcast, episode number 233. I am Michael Gaines, and with us once again, it's Kara. Hello, Warcast. <laughs> Thank uh, you for having me back, Mike. Ren uh, could not make it this week. Uh, and I'm sure for she'll reasons. explain it for reasons. Well, I mean, you know, she's been saying why, you know, um, you know just having, uh, you know, t- having to take care of things with her mom and such. So, uh, we wish her the best. She messaged me and she says that not only did she not play much this week, but she can't do a show. I'm like, oh, that's okay. She's um, not the only one that didn't play much this week, huh? That's, oh, wow. Really putting me on the spot, aren't you? Oh, segue. <laughs> I uh, I didn't play much this week. All right, so I'll explain why. So I've been burning myself out trying to get these tunes to 110. So I have like my Death Knight, and then I have my Monk, and I have my Demon Hunter, and I've got my uh, uh, my Hunter, which I haven't played in like two or three weeks. But I pushed so hard that at one point, sometime late last week, I just went, no, <laughs> I'm not going to play this week. Or, or, um, uh, tonight, I mean, and I just shut the computer off and I, you know, did other things. And then the next day I was like, mm, no, still really don't want to play. Not feeling it. Well, all right. It was, it was a couple of things. I, I had really burned myself out on just pushing, 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 because I'm doing the same content for so many different characters that I just got a little tired of it. And then I was like, oh, I have to do my demon hunter now. Oh, I got to go through Azara again, or Azuna rather. I was like, oh, I have to go through, you know, all this other stuff, Stormheim again. And you know what I'm hearing a lot in what? these sentences is, what? I have to. Well, or I mean, I do. To. I mean, oh. I have to to get the characters to 110. Do I have to play the characters? No, but um, I, I sort of felt that, and there, there was another reason. There was another reason why. Um, I don't know if it, cause I've been playing on the same desk for many years and, oh, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe eight years ago or something like that. I got some weird bursitis on my right elbow. So I have this shirt that I keep folded up so that, you know, my elbow doesn't rub against the, the table on my right side, yeah, on my left side, I started getting this knot in my left shoulder blade and it was so bad that it went from my shoulder all the way up to my head and it's just like i got this bad headache and like it was it was bad and so i i kept off the game because i i sort of felt like my left elbow for some reason was starting to get uncomfortable despite having to play on this table for years and years and years and years i think i've had this table for Let's see, we've been in the house for 21 years. I probably had this table for about 17 years. Wow. And I've never really had a problem with my left elbow. So your other elbow that has the problems looks like it's at your corner of the corner desk? Well, yeah. It's, it's um, How do I put it? It's like the um, my right elbow lays down on the table. But like I said, I don't know if the bursitis was caused by the table or not. But just as a precaution, I, I have the shirt there. Um, and then on the left side... Uh, because it's um it's um it's a corner table, you know it's not like you know a ninety degree. It's it's I don't know. I guess this is like sixty. It has degrees an angle. Anything. Yeah, it has an angle in the middle. So so left side of the table, the left straight side is my Mac, and then the middle section is my PC game machine, and then the right side is where I have like the PC itself and my second monitor. So um my elbow sits on my on the corner of the straight side on the left. And I think I just started pushing a, a little too much. Maybe not my elbow itself, but like my shoulder. And then I started hurting. I'm like, nah, maybe I just should take a break or something. Yeah. And once one side becomes painful and you try to compensate with the other side, then you start mm-hmm. getting issues on that side too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's part of it. And, and being away from the game was sort of good for me um, because I was just, I was just so I was too into it mentally and, and physically mentally and physically and so I was able to take a break and relax and do other things and just breathe and yesterday I went back in the game and everything was just fine 
That's you know, great. I, I didn't I usually go in on Tuesdays and do my rounds. Um, I did it on Wednesday instead. So, uh, so it was good. You got to take a break from the game once in a while. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Is yeah, I I don't want to ever tell people what they should do ever ever ever. But, but we want everyone to be healthy and right, happy. Right, right. You want I want everybody to be healthy and happy. So if you feel like maybe you're pushing a little too hard, just take a step back. The game will still be there. Absolutely. It's good to have your cup of water next to you while you game so you stay hydrated. Mm -hmm. Get up and stretch every now and then. Maybe walk around your desk chair a couple times. Get your legs going. Yep. Just little things. Little things are very helpful when you're a, um, I don't want to say a hardcore gamer, but, you know, even if you just sit down for an hour or two, just get up and stretch every now and then. Yeah. It helps. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So, yeah, I'm, I'm back into it now. You know, just had to take my little break. Um, what I'm doing now is I'm leveling my demon. Let me, see, yeah, my demon hunter because my monk is 110 now. So I'm leveling my demon hunter. She's 104. Um, I sort of put my hunter on the back burner for now because I have a feeling that that's going to be a little more time trying to gather pets and figure out what to do. And so I want to focus more time on that leveling up to 110. Um. So anyway, the demon hunter. I just want to talk a bit about the demon hunter real quick. With um, the flap flap wings. With the flap flap wings. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. So here's the thing. The demon hunter right now. I'm playing DPS. I talked about this last week. You know, do I play DPS or tank leveling up? And I'm I'm still playing DPS. Um, I I feel that. Um. I'm doing well with it. I think the Demon Hunter is a lot of fun to play. I'm not really complaining about it at all. I think that's a, a really good... How do I put this? I, I want to talk about the, the, the class in terms of like, is this something that the game needed? Yes, I think it was it was a good, um, fresh look at how you could play a certain character. I felt there was sort of a cross between like... I I feel, you know, like it's it's a... It's like part mage in terms of like the eye beam or something like that all right so there's there's that and then there's like part death knight so it's sort of a crud i don't want to call it a battle mage in any way but it sort of feels like if they pushed the demon hunter in a different direction it probably could have been um so it's sort of like a, a cross between to me it's like a cross between a mage and a, and a death knight yeah, and... if you look at the lore of the Demon Hunters, it started out with arcane magic, and mm-hmm. the arcane got tainted into fell magic. Yep. So it makes sense that it feels very magey. Yeah, it does. Um, in fact, uh, that's sort of how I have my keys set up. And I, um, I want to. Here's what I, another thing that I wanted to do. I think this might it might have had something to do with me just having to take a break. Is that last week I really wanted to start tanking on my death knight and maybe it was my anxiety or something that sort of pushed me away from the game or something like that but i'm, I'm gonna start doing that this weekend um because i think the anxiety from my point of view was just silly so no it's a totally it's a real thing i have my warrior at 110 and she's a tank and i got her to 110 with uh garrison pet battles and the lunar festival mm-hmm. <laughs> i haven't actually tanked anything with her so i can totally understand that it's a lot of personal responsibility more so than being a, a dps or even a healer yeah uh, eric did this uh similarly he has a monk and he he took um he has guildies like do you want to go in and be guinea pigs for me healing and i think i might do the same thing with my death knight as a tank is i might ask look does anybody want to just go through normals uh, even though I can do heroics on this character, I'm going to say, look, does anybody want to do normals so I can figure out how to tank? But I'm not going to do that until I really look. Because I've been doing a lot of like ahead of time research now on things. So I, I don't want to go into it cold and dumb. <laughs> and say, I don't know what I'm doing. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to watch some videos. And again, people, please make good videos. Um, I'm going to watch some <laughs> videos and read some stuff. I, I found that Icy Veins is good, but there are a, a couple times I disagree with some things that they put up there. 
And it depends on your play style, too. Yeah. What works for, you know, the parses and the sims and all that stuff might not work right for you. Maybe you and I, I could take you through something and, and you could be my guinea pig and I can tank and you'll die. And, yeah, you can just, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say you could give me gold for repair builds, but not if we're cross-server. <laughs> so, yes, I will sacrifice myself so you can learn. That's fair. Uh, so... This this is where I'm probably going to be this weekend is just trying to tank on my death night. Now, that said, I've been giving a lot of thought into my monk uh, because I wanted to do. See, I wanted. I I, I think I overthink things sometimes. Because you're a, a, a bit. <laughs> That's your charm. Yeah. So I. <laughs> I I figured okay I can tank and DPS with the Demon Hunter uh, or the de- the Death Knight and I can if I wanted to I could tank and DPS with the Demon Hunter I can always of course DPS with the Mage and then with the Monk I can tank DPS and heal and if I just learn these things that I might have a little fun now the question is you might be asking yourself why go <laughs> why would you want to do that if you have so many overlapping characters you have so many overlapping heal because i have the uh, the uh, druid and i have the monk for healing and i um i have so many dps characters and i have so many tank characters why i think a lot of it for me has to do with the fact that i've sort of been stuck in mage mode for so long that i want to try something else and see, and i might look at the death knight and say Meh, i don't like it and that'll be the end of it. And I'll just never touch a Death Knight tank ever again. And I might look at um, like a Demon Hunter tank and go, I love it. I don't know. This is more for just right. me exploring the game than anything else. So that like yeah. in a month or so, I can sit here with the microphone and I can say, okay, this is how I feel about blah, 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 blah. And, and I find that people who play a lot of classes up to max level and really give it a shot doing the higher end stuff like a mythic or even rating, um, they get this knowledge of World of Warcraft that people who stick with one class don't have because they see how all the different classes interact together with their mm-hmm. abilities. Possibly. And those yes. people make really good leaders when it comes to rating. Oh, I'm, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm not good as a leader. I'm not. Because I, it's, I'm not putting myself down. I'm, I'm really not. It's just that there are some people that... As as much research and as much time as I put into learning this for myself and doing the show and et cetera, et cetera, is that I feel that there's always somebody who puts ten times more into it than I do. Like my vanilla uh my vanilla wow raid leader knew far more than I could ever know. And I don't know how he did it, but he did. And I I, I was just always fascinated by that. So some people just have a really good knowledge brain. Yeah. <laughs> it just they, they learn things and it just sits in there until someone asks them a question and then they can pull it up like Google. Yeah. But in their brain. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. So that's, I'm not that person. <laughs> that's my way. I didn't really think I was going to be able to talk much about my week, but that's sort of like it. So it was so to recap, needed a break, took some time off, was very happy about it. Problem with my shoulder. Be healthy about the way you sit. Get some exercise and some water, and uh, you get back into it. You're reminding me <laughs> I should try to sit up straight more often and get mm-hmm. the gamer slouch going on. What about you? How was your week? My week was very good. Uh, I raided on Tuesday with my raid team, Rubber Chicken Coalition, <laughs> and it was very busy. I've never seen a raid team... Um, be so uh, full because mm-hmm. the maximum for a flex raid team is 30 members and mm-hmm. we had 29 people come with us nice it was crazy <laughs> and we talked a little bit last week about the star auger fight where you have to drop your green poo around the uh, platform yes make it look like a pizza crust yeah when you have 29 people and a lot of range being out on the edges it it was covered it was crazy mm. <laughs> And, you know, you have 29 people all in one Discord channel talking in voice chat and just you just have to talk over each other. There's no waiting until there's a silence to put your word in. <laughs> See, that's the thing about the way that my raid teams used to go is that there were only a handful of people that were ever allowed to talk. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
So there Because you raided that. when there was actual 40-man raids when you had to have 40 people, right? Yes, yeah. I well, never got to experience that, so I think this is as close as I've gotten. <laughs> oh, I see. So how'd it go? I mean, you did okay? Yeah, we cleared every mob that we, or every boss that we had cleared previously. We didn't down any new bosses, but mm-hmm. we only have three left in Nighthold to do. Okay. So. Well, that's good. Good deal. Yeah, it was really fun. I think um, part of it is just having friends of friends come in. Mm-hmm. Like when I pulled you in that time, we're yeah. still doing that. Everyone's invited um, to bring in their friends. So that's how we ended up getting 29 people. <laughs> See, and if I was playing that night, it would have been 30. Heck yeah. <laughs> and it would have been fun. But, a- I mean, what happens when you get to that point? Do you have to start telling people, sorry, you can't come along, even though we're a casual flex team? <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's, it's kind that's of, what happens. It's a thing I've never had to experience, to tell people, sorry, you have to sit out, at least not since Wrath when we had 10-man raids, mm-hmm. and you'd have 12 people show up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be offended. He <laughs> said, no, you can't come. I'm like, all right. I got a lot of other things to do. I've been... Thinking about, because I always have like some side project in the game that I want to do. My current side project is I want to get that green, I, I don't know what it is, like a blazing hippogriff mount. Um, you get it for, it's, it's either from 200 or 250 mounts. Oh, and I it's have a mount a, collecting achievement. Yeah, I think I have 148 now. Oh boy. So I want to try and see if I can get that uh, that green because every time I see it, I go, "Oh, I want that." Oh my goodness, yeah. you have a long way to go. I know, I know. I have if to... you have mount getting questions, there's the guy. No. Oh really? <laughs> you, you got you, a guy? Uh, you got a mount guy? If you talk to Mark Conan on Twitter, uh-huh. he is the mount guy. Okay. I'm sure he will appreciate me blasting his name for everyone to bug him with questions. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> but he is amazing. I love his screenshots. Every time he gets a new mount, he posts a screenshot, and mm-hmm. he keeps count, and he knows all the things. All right. It looks like... Oh, the okay. It's called the, um, the Fellfire Hawk. And it's 250. So I've got about 102 mounts to go. Some of them, like maybe 20 or 30 of them, will be really easy to get. Like maybe I can buy them. Because I know that there are some mounts that over the years it's like, eh, I'm not going to spend money on that. Because like I've got five of the six. Like the um, the mounts that are in Dalaran, the, the flying mounts that are in Dalaran. I've got a bunch of those, but there are like one or two that I don't. Um so I think it's called, is this called Mount Tacular? I think that's what it is. Yeah. I know there's a couple of mounts in the garrison that cost thousands of gold and I want them, but I also want the gold too. <laughs> so I've been yeah, I can, those. I can see that. Yeah. I, I have to do that too. As a matter of fact, I have to, um, I have to use one of my garrisons to do that. Oh, going mounts. back to Draenor. Back to Draenor. Um, okay. Anything else in your week that you want to talk about? Okay, so I know you play a mage. <laughs> so Do I? I? This up. I know. You play everything else, but you also play a mage. Yes. So there is a talent for mages called Ice Flows. Yes. And what I understand, they just took it away from fire and arcane mages. So this is totally relevant to just frost mages. When did this happen? Uh, I think with the patch. <clears throat> when they gave fire mages and arcane mages their own little bubble. Oh, the let. You know what? I might not. Pretty have... graphic. Uh, did they take it away? I, I could be didn't wrong. Notice. Okay. However, ice flows for people who don't play a mage allows a mage to cast a spell while they're running around. Right. Otherwise, your mage is kind of you have to plant and just cast from. Oh, where that's you are. right. I do remember them taking that out. Yeah. Yes. And so for me, playing a mage for years, literally years, as my main, I am just. It doesn't come natural to me to run around while I'm casting. I Mm -hmm. think, okay, I have to just stand still and cast. But it has come to my attention that I could do better DPS if I had ice flows Mm -hmm. and actually casted while I was running. The problem is it's so not intuitive that I still don't use it. (laughs) I See, I think that's my problem too is that um, I never really used it because for me – it's not like I couldn't map it onto a mouse button or something like that. It was more like I'm more involved in getting to where I need to go 
Right. And it doesn't ever really take long to get there. I don't, off the top of my head, I can't think of an instance where I'm, I have to rotate so much. Well, all right. There is one. I take that back. Um, in Black Rook Hold, there's the the boss that has the spinning stuff. The guy at the very end. The guy at the very end. Yes. But is he invulnerable during that? Or can you actually I think cast he's invulnerable. Out? Yeah, see, at that point, it's I can't just like remember. irrelevant. I don't know. I but it don't is on know. the same talent row as Shimmer, which gives you two uh, casts of Blink, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, I've always used Shimmer because I end up lagging behind everyone and then I just blink twice to catch up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so having ice flows, I've had to uh, reacclimate myself to only being able to blink once. And I'm like, hey guys, wait up, wait for me. That's <laughs> I what I do. Blink. I have Shimmer because I blink twice all the time. Right. Yeah. It's so helpful to get around faster. Yeah, it is. But for me, I've been trying to. I guess unlearn everything I had learned for and relearn new things just to try to get a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And so I've got a, a weak aura. You were talking earlier about people making um, good YouTube videos. Yes. And I had just Googled um, weak auras for Frost Mage. And this video came up and it was excellent. And this guy had made all of these weak auras. So I installed those. I didn't have to do anything but install it. It was lovely because I don't. I would love to learn weak ores, but there's so much to it that it's just overwhelming. Especially if you don't know what is it Lua or whatever it is they Lua, use. Yeah, yeah. For Warcraft programming and the add-ons. So I got that, and that helped a little bit. But then I noticed the first time I tried it, I tried to make a macro that would put my ice flows and then my frost bolts or my Evan bolts whichever one I was trying to cast while I was moving. And I noticed a, a habit I have is mashing my keys. Mm. So I would end up using all three charges of ice flows on one frost bolt. Oh, no. <laughs> mashing it. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. So from that, I installed a cast bar add-on that shows me the uh, GCD. So I could look at it, go across my screen and know when I could hit my keys instead of just mashing them and hoping they go through whenever it's up and available to cast. So that wasn't really helping too much. So then I have the Razor Naga mouse with a bunch of keys. So I tried putting ice flows on one of those. So now I'm just, I'm really just trying everything I can think of to get used to this different play style and now that you've talked about playing alts, the only thing I can think of is to think of this Frost Mage as like a running Frost Mage alt. Oh. <laughs> think of it as an entirely different class. Because I don't know how else to get my brain in that perspective. Maybe listeners will have some tips. Oh, oh, are you talking about just like remembering to hit it? Remembering to hit it, um, getting out of old habits, oh, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. It's old, been a challenge, and it's something that I haven't faced in Warcraft before. Old habits are tough to to get out of. Very I found much that. so. I found that. Like Especially, sitting up straight. Oh, <laughs> not flashing. <laughs> or you know, just going from one class or not uh, one specification to another. Sometimes you just go, wait, wait, what am I doing? Yeah. So yeah. I can understand that. All right, we got some news. In All fact, of news this week. let's maybe go backwards because something was just announced about an hour ago. Um, Thank you, Blizzard, for content. So (laughs) Overwatch has a new hero called Orisa. Orisa. At first, I thought it was a male character because it looked like uh, um, Buzz Lightyear had that same kind of green and white color scheme. So my first initial thought was like, oh, this this guy's cool. It's like, oh, no, no, no. It's it's a female character, the female robot. It is kind of interesting to me how they applied a gender to the robot for the story's sake. Yeah. Um, but the fact that the creator was a little girl, I think, makes a difference, too. Yeah. yeah. So there's a backstory. I'm not going to get into that because I don't want to spoil it. You should watch the video. It's kind of cute. Um, yes. They and are awesome. so the one thing that I took away from this is that she has a, a thing on her back. And when she puts it down, every, every team member that's in line of sight of that object that she puts down on the ground gets a damage boost. And I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no so, wouldn't that well, be hell yes if you're on her team no not if i'm not on her team Aha. so uh jeff kaplan said that you can take out the object 
so the first, so that's something that I'm just going to have to do. It's not on the PTR yet. Um, so, uh, in, as a matter of fact, there was a whole thing. I I played Overwatch yesterday for the first time in a while, and so I I do my usual thing. I'm playing Farrah, and we're doing extremely well. We're playing Hollywood. And it just got to the point where where the the other team was like pushing in, pushing in a little more, and we had like a minute fifteen left. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna switch to Bastion, you know, and just cover because their Pharaoh was coming in from the back. I'm, and I have trouble. The one thing I have trouble with with Pharaoh is finding another Pharaoh in the air. Um, so I figured I'll go Bastion, right? So I go Bastion. I come, you know, I'm, I'm running around and I get to my point, and then I switch modes. And you know how he switched modes when he sits down and, and, then, and then the the gun comes out? That usually takes a few seconds. It took like, like I don't know, a fraction of the time that it usually does. I'm like, wait, was there something new that happened? Because I knew that there was a patch, but because I haven't played in a long time. I haven't played since they just started um, the, the Chinese New Year thing. So that was like, a, what, a month ago or something like that? Yeah. Um, so... So Bastion was changed a lot. So I go to the forums, and sure enough, people are like, they, they changed Bastion, and we don't like it. And Jeff Kaplan himself actually posted, he made a blue post and said, I think that Bastion's a little overpowered right now. Interesting. <laughs> so um, they made a bunch of changes to him, and there was a video that I watched where um, if he gets the, the nano boost and uh, Farrah hits him with her ultimate, he only gets down to 20. He doesn't die. And there were a whole bunch of videos of like uh, of uh, getting the nano boost. And then like there were different uh, 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 different heroes that were trying to kill Bastion and couldn't do it. Wow. Yeah. That sounds so, like the most fun Bastion to ever play. <laughs> People hate Bastion. I totally understand why. But he also does I have a purpose. I hated him since it was in beta. Yeah. It's a thing. Bastion just gets no love. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't play Overwatch because uh-huh. when I tried to, it gave me motion sickness. Oh, yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. So I do still follow all of the storyline stuff because it's just so fascinating. It's like the best story. Mm-hmm. So totally still invested in it just from that aspect. And it's fun to watch other people play, but every now and then I'll have to look away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so what else we got? Let's just uh, switch over to Hearthstone real quick. Da, 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 da. Secrets of Ankoro. Yes. I can't wait for this to come out. All right, so I don't play Hearthstone. You know why I don't play Hearthstone? Because I feel like I have no control over the cards that come up. And yeah. I, I just, it just gets frustrating. I like having control over what I'm doing. So you know me. I just go with what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever comes up, I'm like, okay. With Warcraft, they give me what what they give me and i'm like okay i'll play with this so i'm kind of the same way with hearthstone i'm like super psyched whenever something new comes out because i'm like oh let's see what this is about and then i just play what they give me but for me it's just it's so cute (laughs) i guess i'm shameless when i say this it is so cute it it is dinosaurs and elementals And Ben Brode came out with the song. Mm. I mean, that gave me life right there. Should I, uh, what, should I play it? You don't have to play it. I would suggest that listeners, if you haven't listened to it, to uh, go to the link that we'll probably put in show notes to the the song. It is amazing to have a developer of the game actually go and just make a song in his free time (laughs) for funsies (laughs) about his game. I went to uh, the Apple Developers Conference years ago, and there was a guy, uh, one of the Apple developers, who who made a song about programming. If, if for those one or two of you out there that might know what I'm talking about, it's the Model View Controller song. So, at, I'm curious. I am very curious. <laughs> Maybe it's on YouTube. I don't know, but he performed it live while I was there. It was kind of fun. I mean, Weird Al used to have the market on nerdy songs, but with YouTube, it's all anyone can do it. So. But he's still the it's king. It's fair game. Now. He's still the king. He is. He is. Um, I do have a question, though. Oh, okay, yeah. So okay. you don't play a whole lot of Hearthstone, so this might not apply to you. I might already know the answer for this. But would you find value in using uh, Warcraft 
gold tokens for your Battle.net uh, balance to buy a pre-order of Hearthstone packs. Mm-mm. No? No, because the the gold that I have, I've sort of hoarded over the years. For mm-hmm. Like I said, uh, like if the Dream Walker, a Dream Walker, Dream Walker chess piece showed up for a decent amount of money on the black market auction house, that's why I have it. So I'm up to about three hundred thousand gold at this point, and I would just dump everything just to get that that tier three chess piece. And, gotcha. and so that's why. So for me to use it for something like an expansion, no. So um, you don't use your gold to play or to pay for your subscription? No. Okay, I do. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I'd rather have that uh, real life expense taken care of. And mm-hmm. then since I'm playing Warcraft anyway, I'll just go and make gold. Um, but for me, I, I'm not great at math, but I did some math and it would be around 400k gold. Mm-hmm. You get $60 on your Battle.net um, account. And then it's $50 for the pre-order for okay. Secrets of Angoro. So I'm I'm debating if it's worth it even trying to put in the effort to try to even farm for hundred gold. Okay. Right. Yeah. Cause to me, I think $50 and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's a big chunk of change right there. Yeah. And then I think 400 K gold. And I also think that's a big chunk of change too. <laughs> All right. We're back. Um, I had to stop recording for a second because as you probably heard, Kara's internet was a bit wonky. I turned into a robot. So I think you're fine now. Hooray! You re- restarted everything. I think you're okay now. So where did I leave off in my ramble? We're talking about Hearthstone. I like Hearthstone. I think we're done with that. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, you you have listed here in the note. By the way, I, I said to Kara yesterday, I said, oh, you know, like Ren said that she couldn't make the show and, and could you do it? And you were really happy to do it. And then I figured you'd just throw some notes together. And there's like two pages of stuff here. Overachiever Ravenclaw Kara. <laughs> <laughs> so I have archaeology listed. I did not do my archaeology spirit moves. I completely forgot. I got the buff, and then um, because I took the time off, I just didn't even give it a thought. So, no, I didn't do it. So there's something about archaeology that has only recently come to my attention, mm-hmm. and it is it this side-up achievement. <gasps> That's what Unlocks it is. an oh. artifact weapon skin variant color. Okay. Somebody in guild chat was asking about that yesterday. And it's something that I always see in the game. It's like, this side up, what does this mean? And I always mean to go into, because all I have to do is just like, you know, turn my chair, go to Wowhead and open it up. And I just don't. So that's what it is, huh? Yeah. And it's going to take a long time to get because each archaeology quest comes up. Uh-huh. And then it lasts two weeks, and then the next one comes up. And I'm not sure exactly how many there are in it, but it's definitely more than a handful. Oh, so the, so this side up is that it just like different subquests that you have to do? Yeah, every two weeks, the archaeology trainer lady uh-huh. person in Dalaran has a new quest, and she sends you off to do dig sites in a certain broken isle zone. And then whatever the rare item is that comes out of that quest from finishing it is what ticks off your achievement. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So this week is the corrupt, <laughs> Corrupted Studies in Stormheim? Yes, it's in Stormheim. And, of course, there's bridges and peaks and valleys and mountains and places that flying would be helpful for, but we don't have that yet. So mm-hmm. just uh, do, do the ones that you can find for the dig sites and... Yeah, try to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. Yeah, archaeology um, is fun to just put on something like an audiobook or a podcast. Oh, yeah, or podcasts a are video good. video or something and just run around and just click your, your shovel button <laughs> while you do it. All right. It's, it's mindless. Keeping to topics in the game. So you have some stuff written here on, like, page two. Um, Burnout. You have burnout in big caps and an exclamation point so some things to talk about in relation to burnout like you were experiencing yeah so what do you have here all right so i had written this um big massive notes up the first time i came on warcast and of course i had a mass amount of notes then too so we never got to it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we can talk about it now because it's actually relevant to your situation Mm -hmm. 
Hooray! <laughs> so what do you do when the excitement of a new expansion starts to wane? Mm -hmm. So we've had Legion for a while now. We have a patch or two into it. I mean, you could say two patches, but it's a mini patch, whatever. Yeah. You guys know what I mean. So one thing you can do is to think about your motives. Why do you play Warcraft? Is it for adventure or nostalgia? Do you like to socialize? Or do you just play it for the feeling that you've accomplished something to mm -hmm. check off quests and achievements and that sort of thing? So that's, that's one way to um, look into why you're burnt out. Are you <laughs> thinking, I have to do this. I have to play this, Mike. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm I'm looking at your uh, ways to keep the game fresh, and number two was my reason for burnout in the first place. It's to play and all oh, try a <laughs> class you've never played, or even a class you tried it and hated before, since they're all quite different now, and yeah. the artifact quests are really interesting experiences. Yeah, they are, but I play too many alts, I think. Yes. So there was. It that. might be the stress of feeling like you need to play them mm -hmm. versus just playing them for funsies. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a perspective change. Yeah. Are you playing it because you want to say, I've played this character in this class, or are you playing it to get a new perspective? Are you playing it to learn the lore of that class? All different reasonings. You have here rework your UI or simply try a new add-on. I, I have had the same UI for, years i have to actually go back and see when whenever it was that i first installed dominoes is is when i've i've had this uh this ui and there are a lot of times when i go in and i tweak it a little bit because it sometimes i feel like maybe i'm not seeing enough space or something because the way that i have it i see people where they have the two bars on the bottom i have the two bars on the bottom and then they have like two bars on the side i'm like well that eats up a lot of space so what i did was i took a bunch of bars and I made them like, I think they're four by three. And then I shrunk them down a little bit so that they're tiny. And then I just use those for little things like, um, you know, like pets and mounts and, and things like that. But there are times when I really want to move stuff around and just freshen things up. And people have said, well, you should use LVUI. And I tried using LVUI once, but I, it's had, not for everyone. It's not for everyone, and I just really didn't like it very much. So I'm I'm just I'm happy to just do my own thing with my own UI using Dominoes. I I think that yeah. Dominoes Dominoes and Arc Inventory, in my opinion, well, and Titan Panel and um, uh, Deadly Boss Mods, I think are like the four best add-ons out there. It's funny because you get into this habit of thinking, oh, I don't use that many add-ons. And as soon as you try to think <laughs> of all the ones you use, there's there, so many. There are a bunch. I have too many. I That's another thing I have to do is I have to go in and really take a look at what I need. Because there are some add-ons that I installed where I thought, well, that's kind of neat. I'd like to have that. And then you sort of get used to it. And then you realize that it's more of a distraction than it is useful. Mm -hmm. yes. So So there's that. Um, you have I've your had what? I've had a fun time with reworking my UI because first I wiped my old computer to try to make it faster, clean it up a little bit, mm -hmm. and didn't save anything. So I had to redownload everything and make that all up again. And then I got a new computer, so I had to do it all over all again. Over. Well, you can just <laughs> copy your WTF folder over. I did that, but not everything stayed, and I wanted to change a few things too. Oh, but, okay. uh yeah, that's that's one way to do it. It's just wipe everything and start over and really figure out what exactly you need. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um you have here play the opposite faction that you're used than you're used to. Um Heck yeah. Uh yeah, I would say that's always fun to do. But in the end I cuz you get a different perspective on things, but in the end you're just still doing the same stuff. That's where my burnout I mean, it's really down came to game from. mechanics you are, but yeah. there's I mean, if you play only Horde or only Alliance and you're in that mindset <laughs> yeah. of thinking, you know, oh, Dirty Alliance or oh, Horde Scrubs, whatever it is, you're missing out on literally half of the game. Mm -hmm. Not half only playing game mechanics wise and the difference of the quests and things, but just lore. Um, true. True. Uh, you have... Uh, if you have an awesome computer, go around and take screenshots as if it were photography. 
The game is simply beautiful, but we usually rush through it and don't take time to admire the scenery. This is something that I've been doing for years. I have, I have to go in and actually look, but I know that I have at least thousands and thousands of screenshots per expansion. Oh, yeah. So not only that, I have uh, a folder on my hard drive of all the screenshots I've taken of every game I've ever played. Wow. So, yeah, I have screenshots that go back to uh, EverQuest 1. And awesome. there's like EQ2 and then like Rift and Final Fantasy. Well, no, actually, do I have my final? I don't know if I have Final Fantasy 11 screenshots. I might. If I have my 14 screenshots and just everything. And uh, I I just funnel everything by uh, by expansion. Uh-huh. So when an expansion ends, I create a new folder. I put all the screenshots in there and then I back them up. I haven't been doing while. this forever, but <clears throat> more recently I've been doing similar, but I sort them by month. Mm-hmm. So that helps me kind of keep track of what screenshots are worth keeping and I can go through and declutter. Um, but the thing that's helped me the most in that is the Twitter integration. Mm. Is knowing, you know, as soon as you take a screenshot, you can look at it in the game and see what it looks like. And then if you like it enough, you can share it right then and there. <laughs> and you don't even have to go back to your folder at all, ever. I have uh, two friends that I made in uh, in the guild long, long, long time ago. They were in high school when I met them. And so I went through the screenshots of the game to find out when the two of them first did something together because I was with them. So I sent, I sent it to – they're married now and, and everything. So, That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So that was fun to do. I love how this game can bring people together. Mm-hmm. It's glorious like that. It, it is. It really is. Um, farm older content for Transmog. That's my week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to do that. I'm trying to catch up on things like all the mail stuff for my uh, Hunter. That's a good reason to make other yeah. alts, too, is if you want to collect all the transmogs um, in the older zones and say you only have a clothy, when a male leather or plate item drops, it doesn't go into your transmog collection. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to go back and run the same thing on a leather wearer or a male wearer or a plate wearer yeah. just I, to get that all in your collection. I was doing Molten Core last week on my death night so that I can get the uh, legendary hammer. And I was every That's time. Sulfurus, sulfur, yeah, however you yeah. pronounce that. So sulfuron's hammer. Well, yes. I have the hammer. I have to get the, this one item that uh, Ragnaros drops to turn it into the legendary. So um, I'm, every time I go in there, I do the same thing. It's like, do I want to farm everything in Molten Core? And so what I, I decided that I would, and it's a good thing I did because there's this piece of uh, there's this cloth chest that dropped, which I had never seen before. And I have done Molten Core like how many times over how many years? And I had never seen this one, so I sent it over to my mage. And <clears throat> so yeah, she you never know if you'll get those uh, BOE drops. Yeah, yeah. All right, what uh, else do you have listed here? Before we move on, I want yeah. to point out yeah. there are some people in my raid team that look down on Transmog. What? They think it's world of barbie quest no no no, and i want to say you can't raid unless you look good it's just a rule it might be my personal rule but it's a rule dang it Um, there's nothing wrong with playing dress up it's way cheaper to play dress up in world of warcraft than it is to play in real life i i i have to disagree with that Uh, i think that transmog is a great way of showing off some old stuff or if there was something like I when I was playing my druid years ago for long time listeners remember that I was playing my druid um I still once in a while will transmog my wild heart set because for me it was like such a big deal to get it um and so I I just wear that and you know damn it I wear it proudly because I yes. went through a lot of trouble years ago to get that set so I'll put it on like my druid or now I'll probably use it on my monk and it means something to you it gives it you those good nostalgic memories yeah yeah, and maybe these people will change their minds someday, maybe. <laughs> well, I've just learned something about playing games over the years is that there's always going to be a complainer. So. Yeah, there's always uh, complaints about everything in the game or in the world, so mm-hmm. we just live with it. Yep. Do what you do and what you enjoy and have fun with it. 
Yeah. And I like Barbie dress up fun time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What else you got here? Um, let's see. We could talk about farming the older content just to experience the story, not yeah. even to worry about drops. Yeah, sure. There, I'm sure there are times when there are people that'll skip an entire ex, an entire expansion or two or several, or you know, they're coming back. Especially and, with the boosts. Yeah, you just completely bypass all of it. Yeah, and so it would be good to just go in there and get just like an easy version of the uh, of the story. I think that's a really good idea. And there are so many people that even when you're playing it in the first place, you just blast through the quest. You don't even read it or pay attention to what the quest giver is saying. Mm-hmm. You just look at the objective, go do that, and then come back and move on to the next one. It's all about the grind of getting to next level quickly. Yep. So there's a lot of really nice just charm in the old world zones. Yeah. Like, okay, yes, legions on our doorstep trying to kill us all. But if you haven't experienced it, you should totally go back and do that. It's worth it if you're just sitting around in Dalaran, bored off your rocker, thinking, I don't know what to do with my time. Just go back and do some old quests. Yeah. Make sure you read the quest lines. You have uh, try an aspect of the game you haven't tried before. These are cool. What are these? Uh, Crafting is one. So Mm -hmm. if uh, if you haven't done a different trade skill, you could try a trade skill you haven't done. You could try PvP, especially now in Legion. The whole system has been reworked, mm-hmm. so it's it's really different than it used to be. And I've found it really fun, even though I used to play on a PvP server, and so did you, Mike. Yeah. Um, so we know that open-world PvP is a totally different monster than getting into a PvP area, like an arena or a mm-hmm. battleground. But yeah. the new system gives you a separate set of talents just for PvP, which is really cool. Um, So there's that aspect you could try, even if it's scary. Just trying something new. It's not going to kill you in real life, just in the game. (laughs) It's true. You could try fishing because it's super chill, super relaxing. Same with the archaeology thing as before. You just turn on something else um, and just go sit there and click the button and fish you can i i find that you really have to be in a, a certain mindset for that yeah so yeah but- there have been times where i find myself just sitting in dollaran and i'm just sitting there looking at my screen going uh i don't know what to do with myself and i'll go <laughs> over to the dollaran fountain and i'll just start fishing in the fountain because i know there's an achievement to fish up coins in there yeah i got it a long time ago yeah, there's a there's a new one for Legion too for the new Dollaran. Oh, is there? So, one? Yeah. <laughs> so why did you that's tell me that? If you're really bored <laughs> and you really don't want to go anywhere to go fishing, you just want to sit in Dollaran. You can do that. So you you don't have it listed here explicitly, but uh, what I do once in a while is I'll actually go through my achievements list and I'll say, okay, like what what is it that I can do. Yeah, having one, a goal to work towards is great. There's one that I need to do. You know, I've, I've talked about this before, the one in Skolomance, where you need five people to go and get captured in the cage at the end. And then you don't kill the zombies uh, or whatever, the, the um, students. And then um, after a certain period of time, the gate opens and then everything comes out and you have to kill all 50 of them uh, within like 10 seconds. Oh, my. That's the last one that I need to get the mount for Pandaria and trying to get five people to want or four other people to want to do that is like impossible because they're all doing their raids and their mythics and everything like that. Right. So yeah, I need to, I need to get that done. So yeah, there's, there's all different ways you can make up goals for yourself and your friends too. Um, can't find it in the show notes because I wrote a bajillion show notes, but there's the idea of making up quests for your friends. So not even what's that? That's interesting. Yeah. Just not even doing a quest that's already programmed in the game, but to make up some sort of quest, say, okay, friends, um, the, the option or option, the example that I have is from Reddit from a long time ago. Someone had um, sent out a mailing to their friends to create five flasks of the seventh demon. Zero five flasks of the seventh demon. And then they wrote a description. And it was all role play. And then 
at the end, they said, rewards, you will receive 14 copper. <laughs> <laughs> and the person could mail them back, the, the flasks, and that would complete the quest. And then they would get mailed back a reward for it. So you could do something like that. You could host a role play event. You could, I mean, there's so many different creative options that you could do if you're feeling burnt out. There Just was a hide and seek. Oh. oh, that's such a good idea. Yeah. Um, years ago, we did this. Um, I don't remember which guild I was in, but we did a hide and seek. Okay. So on the Alliance side um, in um, Westfall, if you follow the shoreline of Westfall between Westfall and Stranglethorn, yeah, um, there's a, a hut. It's just a little hut. It takes a while to get there. Well, it did before we had flying. So this was after flying. You, you can fly there easily now, but we would do hide and seek, and then somebody would just sit there, and we would have to find them. And it would it took a while. It was it was one of those tricky spots that the the person was not on the map. You couldn't group with them, and eventually we found them. And that's how I learned about that that little hut that's there between uh, Westfall and Stranglethorn. That is so fun. You could yeah. do that in any zone. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I really want to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> Hide and seek is fun. Yes. Yeah. All right. So you have stuff listed here about what to do outside the game, as if there's something outside the game. <laughs> we all have that Warcraft addiction mm-hmm. that just sticks with us. <laughs> Even if you try to quit playing entirely, you're still a Warcraft addict oh, at no. heart. Once you play, you're always going to want to play. That's just how it is. So I have two different categorizations for things to do outside of the game. Mm -hmm. And I categorize them as input activities and output activities. Okay. So input is other activities that will enhance your WoW experience. And output is activities where you let WoW be your muse. So some examples of input activities are to get into the lore of the game. So you might just not feel like playing the game, but you could still read about uh, Warcraft, either the books, the novels, graphic novels, short stories on the website. Um, Blizzard Watch has a great series of articles called Know Your Lore, Mm -hmm. which is great if you don't feel like sitting down and reading a whole book. Um, They also have a podcast called Lore Watch, which is very interesting. Um, for me personally, reading the Tides of War novel, it expanded my view of that whole Jaina's crazy perspective, <laughs> making her actions not seem so out of place mm-hmm. for Jaina. It gave me a background because the novel was really about her experiences. Um, another thing you can do is do exactly what you're doing now and listen to Warcraft podcasts. <laughs> There are so many podcasts right now about Warcraft. It there are. is amazing. When I started, there were, well, none because I, th- mine was the first one. But, like, for the first few months, there were only, like, four. Wow. Yeah. And now there's so many that there is a podcast about World of Warcraft podcasts. That's Realm Maintenance, if you haven't heard of that mm-hmm. one. <laughs> It's a good place to go if you have no idea where to start. But if you're listening to this, you already know where to start. You've started here. Hello. So another thing you can do is um, read about real world mythology and have an idea of how that relates to stuff in game. Mm -hmm. So one thing you could uh, do is read about Norse mythology and its influence on Stormheim. And it's funny that I wrote this um, months ago. And now I have this Neil Gaiman book yes. in front of me about Norse mythology waiting for me to inhale it. <laughs> <laughs> but Stormheim has a lot of influences from Norse mythology. So you can definitely uh, go about it that way. You could listen to soundtracks because they're all on Spotify. If you mm-hmm. just want to do other stuff around the house but have some Warcraft music behind it. I mean, doing dishes while having something Warcrafty playing, that would make doing dishes exciting, right? <laughs> There's some music on YouTube also. Ah. Um, and, and the reason why I mentioned that is because the soundtracks have, like, s- most of the music, but then there are, like, some tracks that are on YouTube that are not on the soundtracks. Um, like, for example, uh, just the other day I was looking for the music from Aberdeen, and it's there on YouTube, but it's not on uh, 
uh, it's not on the soundtracks, the official soundtracks. So things or you like could that. Just listen to Ben Brode rap about Ungoro Crater over and over again. That works <laughs> yeah, too. There you go. You could do that. You could watch the Warcraft movie. <laughs> I love the Warcraft movie. Um, <laughs> Cadgar is total heart eyes emoji. He's so cute. <laughs> Especially as a mage or someone who plays a mage, to see this baby mage learning his mage abilities, it's just, it's so inspiring and it totally made me want to go back and play my mage that much more. Yeah. We're totally just talking about this. You can spend some time going through your screenshots, Mm -hmm. especially uh, to free up some gigs worth of memory, (laughs) but also to remember your good experiences in the game and remind yourself why you're playing. Just like, yeah, just like any other photos or photo album, just go through and say, Oh, I remember this. I mean, you took the screenshot for a reason. So, uh, I mean, there are times when I take screenshots accidentally because I, I go to hit numlock on my mount and then I accidentally hit print screen. But, um, yeah. So I have to, I think I have to go through them again and just sort of organize them better. I I think for me, it helps to do it as I go. Like I said, I do it every month. Mm -hmm. So that helps keep them limited a little bit. Yeah. But it also makes me think, okay, in the future, what am I going to want to remember from this time of my Warcraft life? (laughs) Well, see, that's the scary thing is that I probably have more screenshots from the game than anything else, like any other kinds of pictures that I have. Right. I mean, we spend so much time in the game. It makes sense. Yeah. Nowadays, a lot of people take selfies. I mean, you're, we have the selfie cam in game. It's the same idea. You're taking selfies of yourself, but it's your pixel self. I need to get that achievement. Just a lot of traveling. Yeah. 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 There's an add-on for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you have stuff listed for outside the game, which I like. I like these things. Yes. Yeah, so if you let WoW be your muse, think about all your experiences in WoW and everything you love about Warcraft and Azeroth and Draenor, etc., etc., and do creative things with that. So you could write a story. A lot of people like fan fiction, so you could go that route, or you could just use uh, Azeroth as your setting. Lots of options there. You could make some kind of art. You could uh, paint on a canvas or do a collage. You could, if you really wanted to get into it, you could print out your screenshots and do scrapbooking. I mean, you could. You really there, could. There is no limit to how creative you could be when it comes to letting Wow be your muse. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the examples that I thought of was to craft with symbols or colors of affection. And this might be more girl-oriented, but it's not limited. You could paint nail polish or do your makeup or take the hairdos that are in-game and try to recreate them on yourself or think of your current closet's outfits as your IRL transmog. There you go. (laughs) You could decorate. So one thing I like to do is use the website Pinterest and make collections of different images that are based on a theme. So you could go in and make a collection of images based on the aesthetic of something from the game. So you Mm -hmm. could make a Pinterest board of things that remind you of Blood Elves or things that remind you of Kirin Tor or a zone like Suramar. (laughs) It's not quite the same as scrapbooking, but it's a way to go there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there is another option. If you don't like crafting so much, you could go for the cooking aspects. Mm -hmm. It's still creative. You're creating something. But there is now an official Warcraft cookbook. It has recipes that mimic things in the game. So you could definitely look up stuff from the cookbook and cook something from in-game. And if you didn't want to get the cookbook, you could just use your imagination. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't Make gotten your the own cookbook banana yet. biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, now this next one's a biggie. This is really if you're going to take your wow addiction to the next level, cosplay. Yeah. Make an outfit for yourself to turn yourself into someone from the game. Mm-hmm. And if you've watched anything from BlizzCons in the past, you see so many examples of this. People from 
the beginner level all the way up to the expert level where they make their foam look like metal. Yeah. (laughs) And it's a good way to not only get yourself out of the game, but get yourself in this different headspace of thinking, how can I create this thing that looks like metal but not actually have to go and learn blacksmithing in real life (laughs) (laughs) or thinking I want to make this cloth armor, which in game it's tailoring, but in real life you have sewing. So you could learn some sewing skills. You could do that. Yeah. um, Follow Chinbeard. Uh, He does some amazing cosplay stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely uh, give him a shout out. Um, uh, oh, this next one is also co- is this cosplay related? Yeah, a little bit. Um, you could do this uh, as cosplay or as um, a motivation for a story or anything. But the idea is to just put yourself in the shoes of a character and imagine what it is like to be that character. Like role so, play. What? Just like role play without the costume. Basically, and you yeah. could do this just as if you were sitting outside on your porch drinking coffee, watching the clouds. I mean, just <laughs> let your mind wander. Don't even bother looking at a screen. Give your eyes a break. Just let your imagination go. <laughs> That'd be great. Don't... Instead of get off my lawn, it would be like, where are my mana crystals? Because <laughs> <laughs> we are so just focused on having Blizzard give us arc experiences Mm -hmm. so turning that around and allowing what we've experienced to fuel our imagination to have creative experiences of our own that's something we don't really practice a whole lot so an example that i thought of was to think about the nightfallen and the withered and their mana addiction i mean just think about what that must feel like to them to be living in this city that's just gorgeous and you're stuck in this bubble and you can't see the sky and then all of a sudden you're kicked out of the home that you've known for thousands of years and then you start to get withered and it's all icky and you feel like you're dying and and you're starving and it's just little things like that you could do that with any lore character you could do that with Jaina. you could do that with barry and arthas um anduin Thrall. Walk into work like that. I'm sure it'll go over very well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jaina today. Okay. Or this could you is more of a free time activity. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you have written here that it's okay to take a break. And it is because I, I think part of the problem, the, the stress that I sort of have over taking a break even is just from being told, oh, you must be on all the time. Like when I was still rating, I still um, still sort of have that mindset but you have i like your last one says go go back and try playing an old mmo and be reminded how awesome wow is cough everquest cough i my subscription is running out in like two weeks and i think i'm not going to renew so i was thinking about doing like a youtube video or something of eq and eq2 oh my now that it's free to play anybody can try this too Mm -hmm. to go back and check out everquest but I played EverQuest for years, yeah. and then I took a break and started playing Warcraft, and now I've played Warcraft for years. Mm-hmm. And when EverQuest went free-to-play, I thought, oh, I don't need a subscription to log in. Let me go log in to my old character, see what's up. I forgot how to play. Yeah. Like, it's totally different than, it, it than World of Warcraft. It's not like it used to be. Not by a long shot. Yeah, and it's... Even with the updated graphics of EverQuest, I mean, I have so much love and nostalgia for EverQuest. It will forever be a part of my life. I'm not speaking down on it at all. I'm so glad it's still working and the servers are up and and the creators have jobs, et cetera, et cetera. But it's so dated. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. They haven't updated it much, and that's part of the problem. I guess in, in some ways it's part of the problem, and, and in other ways it's part of the charm because, right. you know, you... You know, do you really want those 1999 graphics? Like, I don't know. So, I don't know. But but that's good. I mean, keeping a perspective on the game when you when you get a little burned out is important because the game will always be there and if, you know, your friends are your friends and they'll always be there. So, um 
I like this list of doing stuff like in and out, like the input and output uh, from the game because the game, you figure like a lot of us have been playing the game for a long time. You know, it's been 12 years now. Wow. Yeah. No, wait, <laughs> 2004. No, it's 13 years. Oh, Some people have literally grown up in the game. Like yeah. you were talking about the teenagers who were playing and now they're married. Yep. Yep. So, um, I have a feeling this game is going to be around for quite a while more. Like, can you imagine? Yeah. Think about it. If the, if we were playing this game ten or twelve years from now, the game would have been twenty five years old. I mean, part of me hopes that it lasts that long and hopes that it's still fun to play after that long amount mm-hmm. of time, and that we're still getting content and that people are finding joy in it. Yeah. Well, ten years is not a long time from a game development point of view. So. You figure yeah. 10 years is like average, what, like maybe three-ish or so expansions? Maybe four? <laughs> so if we get three or four expansions more, that's going to be 25 years of wow. And at that point, <laughs> we can actually say hashtag blessed and mean it, mm-hmm. and not in a sarcastic way. Yep. <laughs> All right, on that note, I think we're going to go because uh, we're like a little over an hour. And um, Kara, I want to thank you again for filling in at the last second. You are so welcome. <laughs> I'm just so glad to be here. Well, we're, I'm glad to have you. Hooray! Everybody's <laughs> happy. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe maybe you could be a guinea pig for me for tanking this weekend or something. I don't know. Of course. Not sure. All right, how does everybody get a hold of you, Zandara? You, you can tweet me at Zandara, X-A-N-D-A-R-A. Okay, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Starmike, World of Warcast on Twitter. World of Warcast at gmail.com is our email address. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.